cliffcentral.com. Hola, hola, hola. Hello, very, very welcome to Beyond Ears and Eyes on Cliff Central. So good to talk to you again and very welcome for, you know, from wherever you're listening. And then also to Palisa Mabuye. Very welcome, Palisa. How's your year been thus far? Okay. <laughs> I actually don't want to talk to you about, you know, anything. And I don't actually want you to say anything on this show because you've got your own show now. Two woke girls. Come on. That's hot. Well done. Thank you. Okay. And that's me now, Lizel. I've been quietly waiting for Shemaine <laughs> to say her very warm hellos and welcomes. And for me, Lizel, Tom, welcome to you. And Palisa, well done, girl. Thank you. So, Shemaine. Yeah, boy. Also in studio with us, and she feels she feels very ignored right now because you know the three of us are just carrying on about each other. Is Jackie Fremantle, a teacher and the founder of a principle a concept she likes to call All Star. Jackie, how are you doing? What is All Star? Hi, thank you for having me here today and for the opportunity to share. Awesome. The All Star is. A collective consciousness that represents um, a pathway of the soul mm-hmm. as we journey on the earth and um, the journey of life and how we bring life to what is inherent within us. Okay. That sounds amazing because today we're actually going to talk about um, spirit hierarchy or soul hierarchy. Um, but I'm, I'm loving how you sit. She's, let me just paint you a picture at, at home. Jackie is sitting in the chair and she's swinging around <laughs> in her chair like a little girl. And I'm sure, let me just see if I can see her feet. I'm sure her feet are not on the ground. Hold on. <laughs> no, her feet are not on the ground. So it's like she's sitting here chirpy and happy like a child in a swing. That's awesome. I love that. I love joy. I think it's a very important part of the soul. Without joy, what is the purpose? Mm. Wow. So so what is soul hierarchy? Is it the same as spirit hierarchy? Spirit and soul are two different aspects. Okay. A spirit is part of the essence of love from which you're born. A soul is the form of spirit. And a hierarchy is a path of consciousness that embraces and embodies collective consciousness of self-mastered beings Mm -hmm. who have walked the path of the soul on the earth, who have achieved divine realization Mm -hmm. and um, the ability to hold conscience, love and wisdom, and who make themselves available to humanity to assist them in the unfolding of their soul, their life, and how they practice that consciousness, building and mastering their soul, creating love. For me, the hierarchies are different layers of consciousness, awareness, conscience, that carry the innate qualities that resonate to various aspects of awareness in which we, through soul consciousness, are able to fully embody that. 
Okay. Just just in a little while, I'd like for you to uh, to tell me what what you mean by soul consciousness. Certainly. Um, but what I also want to find out is: so, are you saying that um, we are the the last, but the embodied, the ones that ha- have bodies as as humans, and the others, um, the other co- uh, steps of consciousness, they they're not in. Physical form as we know physical form to be or understand it to be as in touch, uh, feel, smell or whatever. Certainly they can take a body if that's what they choose. There are many beings who have come to this earth who are self-mastered, who come to remind us of what is innate and inherent. When you say self-mastered, yeah, I want to know what about that. What does mastering Okay, so mastered certainly doesn't denote that there's um, what our human-based concept of um a master and a servant. <laughs> Mastery is the ability to hold the consciousness of love whilst actioning the self-awareness and realization and to be able to live every universal principle. And that self-awareness and realization doesn't necessarily have to be a pleasant experience because you're saying you're holding the love and then you have that other. So I'm thinking, you know, sometimes I, you just do not really want to love and, you know, have an unpleasant experience at the same time. So as souls, we come into bodies, we create various contracts and we come here to explore various soul themes, qualities of consciousness. Those soul themes we design with our guides and guardian angels, and those then are created into pathways and experiences. So when we come to the earth, we agree that we're coming to experience duality and contrasts. Mm. So in the ancient teachings... Preach! Preach! <laughs> Preach! I'm going to get a Tibetan singing bowl into the studio, and every time Shemaine wants to say, Preach! Hallelujah! That's the truth. I'm just going to ring a bowl. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry, Jackie, we interrupted you. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. <laughs> it's interesting, you know, um, conversation is about hearing you, mm. it's not just about communicating one way. And when knowing or truth resonates, that's really, it's that question that you've asked is, how does one know that love is real within you? How do you know that authenticity? And that's part of what we're here to, to live and become is the full inherent potential. You ask the difference b- between a soul and a spirit. Well, the, the spirit has a potency. The soul has a potential. And the human being has the ability to be the love in all planes of consciousness, and that's the hierarchy. So depending on where your thoughts or your consciousness reside, if it's whatever plane of consciousness or quality of being that you carry, and you work with that Mm -hmm. to allow to become fully expressed in a practical, pragmatic, day-to-day way, as well as keeping your principles of integrity, authenticity, being alive, um, loving who you are to life Mm -hmm. in a way that is honoring of all kingdoms of life. So do we all have a spirit and a soul? Yes, certainly. Because I always thought these these terms were just used, it meant the same thing. Interchangeably. And they were just used interchangeably. So when we spoke about the hierarchy, we've got different levels of resonance a different calibration. So um, our dense levels, Shemaine was talking about the, the dense of vibration in a body. 
Um, and certainly our feelings have a different vibration. Just as sound has a certain megahertz that it works with, color has a certain resonance and, and radiation, also magnetic energies. So as we're working with those planes of consciousness, your, your spirit is a more refined energy. It's more aligned with the essence of who you are. Um, the body is the fabric of your being. Um, your soul is the expression of what that potential love is that's organic that's growing i now, love how you say the body is the fabric you know because you can touch it it's tangible yes. you know you can there's texture to it and, and we know that the i'll start teaching speak about how i'm loving this sorry Liesl is looking at me like i'm daft but so <laughs> so we, we like, talk whoa. about the soul is given an opportunity to come and weave a tapestry a blueprint mm. the i'll start believe in what your soul blueprint is and what it is, is it's, it's a story that you bring to life. You weave that through your breath, through your, the, the stitching, the steps you take, the words that you speak, the intentions that you carry. And um, that fabric of being comes to life. Mm. And what are you going to add to life? You know, that's essentially what your, you know, humanity speaks about goals. But mm. really a goal is just a place that you arrive at. Um, but are you arriving at yourself? Mm. And that's the difference between a spirit and a soul, is that the essence of the spirit creates potential of the soul for you to live the fabric of the blueprint of what your soul has come to honor but, and acknowledge. Yes. And very importantly is how have you added love to the world? Because at the end of the day, you come from love, you mm -hmm. return to love. So how have you lived love? Because that's the biggest impact that your soul can make. So if you're saying we come from love, so um, aren't we then love? But obviously we don't uh, act like it, but aren't we then essentially love and we're just forgetting it? And how do you, how do you get to your point where you go like, yep. I am, but I'm doing dastardly things. But before you answer that, sorry, Jackie, can we just then define what you mean by love? Because in our human experience, love is an emotion. And you've, you've, you've used this word love several times now, and it sounds to me as if your interpretation of it is a bit different than just something that you feel. Certainly, because it's a conscience. It's part of your spirit. It's part of your soul. We, we talk about the hierarchies. We talk about the planes of love and the planes of light and then the planes of matter. And those are the hierarchies. And those are the different planes that the hierarchies r resonate at. Okay. It's different qualities of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Some of those could be education. Some of those could be the healing. Some of them could be the arts. Um, every resonance has a, its own pure vibration, just as every soul has its own note. Hmm. So we're actually an orchestra all of humanity. We all are not just expressing words, but our soul has an innate theme or sound, a resonance. Mm. Well, when, so we, when we are then in, in expressing our best, then I think this orchestra is in harmony. But I think at the moment, you know, I wouldn't pay money to listen to the world. So, so your question, Liesl, was what is love? So... Shakespeare said, if, if music be the food of love, play on. So when you know your heartbeat is your own 
music. It's the sound of life. And that heartbeat, it echoes the resonance. There's two beats. One is spirit, one is the soul. And then it's how you flow with that joy. So when when we are qualifying what is love, you are love. Absolutely, Shaman, we agree. You are born from love and the origin of who you are is love. Mm-hmm. Even How, though I do really bad things. So we come into this world to experience contrast. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you are duality. It means that you're having an experience mm-hmm. that is relative. Even Einstein, in his journey would dream and become inspired and he actually dreamt one day that he was traveling on a beam of light and that is where he came up with the law of relativity and he set about proving because he became passionate about what this need to express the depth of his being was and so there are many aspects of love and the other thing that's beautiful about love is that it's eternal, it's immortal, mm-hmm. and it keeps growing. It's the only thing in our universe that doesn't die. And that is something that is truly part of your spirit that takes the form or the cloak of a soul that then becomes the embodiment of different experiences. Mm. And you become the expert at being yourself, but not in the context or content of just conditions, but because you've come alive from inside of you, that's that's an aspect of love. Okay. So when you say that the good things, they're, they're pain or hurt or fear that we're coming to understand and heal, it's not about what you are critical about in yourself. Criticism is used initially um, when we're children to be able to ascertain something that can um, generate fear or generate love. Most of us are taught by fear. Mm-hmm. We learn to love fear. We don't learn to honor the opportunity to transform that fear into love. Fear is just a seed. You let it grow. It will blossom into love. It is not the the goal that you're directing yourself to, it's the love that you're becoming. Mm-hmm. And also, you know what I find with criticism, it's a form of control. You know, you're trying to control someone um, with 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 those words that you speak because ultimately, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I may not do it the way you did it, um, but it still works. You know, or it's even working better or faster, but because you holding on to something that I don't have any. Um, uh, knowledge of now, you know, you can, and it's, it's exactly, more and that's where the context and content do come in with our subconscious and unconscious minds. And when we talk about criticism, initially, when, um, when we have absent parents and a lot of youth today don't have enough mentoring, for example, they use criticism as an absent parent. It becomes mm-hmm. a measure of whether they feel a failure or success, whether they can trust themselves or learn to love themselves. And so that critical voice continues instead of it becoming the, the voice of compassion and the child saying, I'm needing to learn more in this area. Criticism, I agree with you, it it denotes a sense of judgment, a sense mm. of control mm-hmm. where pain or fear is greater than your ability to understand. And children um, use criticism as an absent parent and we take that into so, our adult lives. That's hectic, eh? 
Mm. And and the adult is there to learn about loving yourself through the journey. So part of that is about um, where we're criticizing is to change that script in us. Yeah. Uh, we can't change the past, but you can write over that Scottish. You can rebuild the tapestry mm-hmm. of, of your life. Because also what I heard the other day, and I saw it resonated with me, was um, words are a form of prayer. Yes. Or it could be a curse. You know, because you, you know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? But if you, if you, if your words are healing, it's a prayer that you speak out over that person. I love what you're saying. First of all, if you look at what the, the soul and the note of the soul is, it's your expression and your voice. Mm. Every person has a unique voice, and when you share that, you're actually creating. It's part of you. It's creating a sound. You are responsible for that creation. The words you speak become mm-hmm. a living presence outside in the world. Mm. So when we speak, we speak with the creation of the good of all. Mm. Um, and certainly when we look at soul lessons that often create for those who believe the cycles of reincarnation to come back and actually find your own your own soul truth mm. where you are unique and, and that's where criticism doesn't fit anymore where you're unique you can't actually fall into the general conditioning what you do is you align with the truth of the universal structure and principles and then you can drop that so when you're speaking you're creating with love for the good of all but that is soul and, growth, hey? And, and you How? know what, what really, it, you remind me, that there's a famous saying, I can't think of the, of the person for me, it's quite important to be able to acknowledge the source, but I can't think right now of the person, but I think it's Dalai Lama also who speaks of this and, and um, Bishop Tutu where he speaks, Archbishop, he says, you know, is it kind, is it true, is it necessary? Mm. And I think a lot of us, Speak to hear what we are thinking, not to share. Um, and I, I love what you're saying about the soul. Mm. I, I like, especially, is it kind? Because ultimately, that's where we go. That's where that's our ultimate goal is to is it kind? Do I add? Do I love you with my actions and my words? But that's besides the point. That's just fluff. Then I threw in there. How does one know that your soul is growing or has grown? Oh, so each time you experience a contrast, you are growing beyond a form that has been familiar. And you are expanding your consciousness. Even and, though it goes with swearing and screaming. And sometimes those words do come up because sometimes <laughs> those words are the best form of what you feel because the critical self is still in touch with, with that yeah. pain. And we need to set the pain free. Not identify yeah. with the pain, but love it better. I always talk about leaving in love, no matter what we're healing. Mm. So the soul, I agree with you in, in that yeah. context. Because, I mean, we, we go with, oh, my soul, my soul, this, my soul. <laughs> that. And you go like, this is a messy process. And I really do not want to be, you know, seen as holier than thou in this instance. So, so yeah. So, so there is no holier than thou. You know, it, no, what, but, what but, I love about what you're saying is, is oh, my soul. And... um 
what about the sole proprietorship? Where, where do we come in and actually own our journey, um, own the ability to co-create with love beyond Do we own our journey, though? Do we own our journey? So, because how many times do we think it's your will and your will only? And then one day you go like, no, God, you do this. Universe, I'm out. And then something happens. So. Do you really own it? Well, we learn to because we all come into families, we different soul groups. So Mm. you could come into a family where you all are the same soul group. Um, Perhaps you're from different soul groups, um, again, related to the different qualities of consciousness Mm. that you may be um, engaged in in this lifetime to build. And you might have a scientist in a family and then you may have a poet. And for me, the science is love. And and living that love of science. So whether you do it through your expression or whether you do it through engineering, it's an art and it's a consciousness. Are you saying, uh, am I understanding you correctly, that your soul family doesn't necessarily have to be your blood your your human relatives? I am saying that because when we are souls, we choose. Um, what our parents are from the teachings. This mm-hmm. what I believe. What I've been taught. That the what I know because the soul knows what that love is. We are given options of who our parents are. So, for example, if you wanted to be an athlete, you may choose parents or genetics that are going to give you a really strong body that can make you run like the wind. Mm-hmm. Um, because you you choose a particular body type. Um, with the genetics, with the skills, with the resources. Oh, preach. There goes the, all preach. the women. I did not <laughs> choose that. <laughs> but yes, okay, carry on. We, we, we choose. But, but I so, want to so ask So we you. choose to learn to remember, to remember, to become a member of ourselves, to reconnect the different parts of ourselves. And so as human beings, we all have every human quality. So when you spoke about being better than or less than somebody else, it's not about that. For me, it's the circle of life. And each of us are in that 360 degrees. We all will walk in each other's shoes. And so if you're in a place right now and I'm in a different place, we honor that. And we mm-hmm. honor the complete experience. But I find you only can start honoring that as when you become conscious of, you know, your own frailty almost, um, you know, and your own inabilities or your own um, uh, spaces that that stops you. What what you what can I call that? Okay. A place where you, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I prefer to work with it in the wording of. There's an, there's an absence of strength mm. because in the universe that's created, nothing is missing. Everything's complete, whether it's in you or outside of you. Okay. But everything is connected through that. So, so if, if you're working with that process, it's about finding it, remembering it, mm. reconnecting. And in that circle of life, the more that we own the human part of what we're experiencing, and we release the fear, we return to love, the less the separation and the less the duality. But the contrasts do occur. When, when we, I just want to get back to this 
choosing your parents and and your soul family not being your blood family. Yes. Why is that? I mean, why would I want to spend my time here on earth with people that I don't resonate with? And do soul families also have family squabbles? Absolutely. <laughs> So why can't I just stick to my own soul family? I mean, I'm used to them, aren't okay, I? So we, you know, we were talking earlier about balance and being intense with soul families. Soul families will honor each other in absolute truth. Uh, it doesn't mean that they have to be unkind, but they will hold you accountable to be the authentic person that you are. And, and your question about, you know, why would you choose a blood family that has different qualities? Because we need to learn every facet of love. We need to discover to, and we, by discovering, we recover who we are. And we cover ourselves with our soul, with the fabric of our soul. So th- we honor our past and our ancestors because they have journeyed to be where they are. They have lived to the best of their ability in the best way they know how we honor that. But we also allow that love to grow. So we add to that. So we choose the different qualities, the different support, different resources, mm-hmm. the skills, how we unpack that. Yeah, and all of them cannot be in your own family because if, if you go to Vietnam now, and you mean another soulmate? It's that that dude was like, I was waiting for you. Why did you take so long? I thought you're not coming. I'm supposed to teach you about this, you know. So that's kind of like you and me, Liesel. Liesel and I have a, a story where she's like, I don't know, but yep, we're going to be together sometime. Mm-hmm. Isn't it true? I do. And some people get very uncomfortable, but Jermaine <laughs> just said, okay. <laughs> She knew it. I like it when people don't argue with me. (laughs) That was such a long time ago, but I I was like, okay. And I agree with both of you. What you resist will persist. So the more love that you allow in, and which then allows the the, the compassion. So are you compassionate to yourself? Can you be open to yourself? What is the critical? And Mm. and as friends, as as soulmates or or friends, um, what can often happen is that you choose a particular lesson to learn together. Just shortly, how do you know someone is a soulmate? So often there's a recognition. You can look into the person's eyes. There's a sense of familiarity. Often you find that people will dream about meeting you and then meet you. Mm. So the the soul or the inner self, um, we call it the innate self. Sometimes it's not tangible, but it's that light and energy the atoms inside you that sense and know and because these are topics for another day you're going to come back on that so what's the <laughs> difference what's the difference between a soulmate and a twin soul ah so what's a twin so soul in the different hierarchical aspects hierarchy very important i just want to say it's not about i'm high or low it's mm-hmm. the ability to live love in the consistency of that expression okay. of what the divine self is okay so you have a twin, a twin soul, and mm-hmm. you have a, a, a soul mate, and the twin soul, like we know in terms of twins, where you know you're from the same. Similarly, yes. So what happens is that you you come from love and light from spirit, and that spirit takes a form. That form is yin and yang. It's feminine and masculine. It's innate and also external. And we then choose a feminine presence or a masculine presence. But so you may be born as a woman, and um, your soulmate may take the form of a man. No, but twin twin soul now, not soulmate, twin souls. 
Right. So your your twin soul is where you reconnect with mm-hmm. that very um, it, with the very first soul form that you've had. Oh. As being that feminine and masculine presence, where twin flame is the very first spirit aspect ah. of feminine and masculine that you've had. And essentially, when, when we return to love, it's just, a, it's a unity. So you're reclaiming the masculine feminine presences until you come back to that center presence of, of light and love that you are. I just want to check this, this, sorry, Shemaine, this soulmate that we are talking about. Mm. The concept, much like the word love, is completely misaligned and abused, especially by Hollywood and, and, you know, stories. A soulmate, tell me where I'm wrong, is not necessarily the person, the only person you are going to marry. And it's not, you don't, you don't just have one soulmate. It can do be your you? brother. It can be your son. Son. It it can be. It's a particular contract that you come together to to build and to. But create. you don't just have one, do you? You can have up to twelve. Hmm. In one lifetime. In one lifetime. So there are twelve people where you go. Yep. 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 I'm yep. going to go mm-hmm. home now okay. and count all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but but do they stay at the same time or do is there a, a a relay type of thing that happens where you go, okay, I'm, I need to go, but somebody else is coming in, so you've got assistance there. Often that's correct. Like a grandmother will leave and, and then you could have been born uh-huh. and um, there's an extension of that. Okay, so you kind of have support all the time. Neil Donald Walsh has this beautiful book and it's mm. written for children, you know. Yeah, he's got children's books and this this little soul that says to god listen i i want to i want to mean something i want to do something i want to you know uh, g- give me something that's amazing and then he says like like i want to be forgiveness you know i want to forgive and then he uh, you know and then ultimately i'm so paraphrasing this but ultimately he gets one of the little angel helpers who go Okay, um, I'm going to help you. And he's like, but how can you help me? You're so amazing. You're so fabulous. And then the little angel says, well, you want to learn about forgiveness. So I'm going to go with you um, or at the very least follow you and I'll help you with the lesson. But he says, but when when we are on earth, just please remember that I am not that terrible person. I am the person who said, I will come and help you. Learn your lessons. Mm. And that is so incredible because you know how we look at one another and we go, we just go, you mean little shit or whatever mm. you want to call somebody. You, you and pr- then you forget the hurt and yes. the pain. But you forget that person said, I will come and help you mm. and be the mean guy and make you look good while I look bad so you can learn your lesson to grow. And I mean, it changed my whole perception of what happens when people stand in the gap to hurt you or teach you that lesson? And it is. It's a service. Mm. I, l- I love your stories. I, yeah. I love your analogies and your metaphors. So, and, so, and, and I love how you mm. express that because it, yeah. it's just it's a beautiful part of what comes naturally to your voice. We were talking about that. And w- w- when we look at that experience, you know, Shakespeare spoke about life being a stage and each mm. of us us as an actor and that in our soul contracts we agree to play a particular role sometimes Mm. we teachers sometimes we students Mm. and that is part of what the journey is Mm. is about honoring the role not 
you don't associate with experience, you associate with a person's soul. Mm. And, and, and isn't it just that mm. the people who hurt us the most are the ones who teach us the most? Mm. Um, I've, I've, mm. I've found that in my own life that the people who've really hurt me, once I've dealt with the hurt, I can see the growth mm. that I've taken. I love that because what you do is you unpack the gift. Mm. And and we, we're talking about stories And um, often the stories of when we leave our bodies And go back to our soul form And um, our guides and guardians are, are there waiting us And here's this incredible space But there are so many unwrapped gifts mm. You say, well, whose are these? And they say, yours They're the oh. things that you never wanted to open Oh, oh. You know <laughs> Yeah, okay, let's go somewhere else <laughs> with this okay. conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent clear on this hierarchy idea. Is it like mm. a company's organogram with some dude at the top? And you said it's not about, you know, better than or lower than, but, mm. but, and Jermaine started on it. And when she asked the question, my immediate thought was, are we as humans at the bottom of the food chain here? <laughs> So it it depends on which food chain you're looking at And it depends which context you're looking at Mm. If you're looking at uh, the cell structures on the earth The 36,000 different base formulas of that tapestry That's what we, yes There's a certain carbon density that we hold But that carbon density is like an anchor Mm. And a ship needs an anchor Mm. And we lift the anchor when we want to sail and when we need to grow roots, we need an anchor. So when do so we want to sail? the is like a circle. And if you look at the core of a cell, a nucleus, we talked about your blueprint, your DNA, your life plan, the tapestry of consciousness. It starts at the center in the nucleus. It starts in that soul identity. So we talk about in, in, in a group of teachings called Huana Teachings from the Elstar, it's your, your solid, your soul identity. So that's, that's the base. Mm. It's like a pyramid. You take a pyramid and you spin it, it actually becomes a circle. Mm. And from there, your hierarchies expand. And they expand into different levels of resonance. So your external tend to be the, the, the more dense vibrations, the internal, the, the purer vibration. And that, I don't know if that analogy helps you. Rather than the hierarchy or an organogram. If I had to say to you, um, which is more important, your nose or your stomach? It depends, on where, it depends on where I am. If I'm, if I'm being, uh, you know, the, the vain, vain person, I would say the nose. But Great. So each also- part has an equal value. Hmm. So just it, it has a different vibration with a different value. And, and that's where your, your values, your universal principles come in. So your soul is here to live those. So talking about that soul and food, well, you apparently uh, have a food line or you can make uh, potions up for the soul. So certain foods that work for the soul and it's not the, the one, it's not a one size fits all kind of thing. Not at all. So, so there's food for the soul? So if, if you, <laughs> yes, chicken, chicken, chicken soup, soup for the soul. For the soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, if you have a look at your DNA, 
It's unique. It's enzymes. It's emotions. Um, if you look at your feelings, they're, they're made up of different chemical reactions, some alkaline, um, some acid. So you've got a whole chemical combination. So you got me there. We're going to have to talk about that some other time, but go on because that's, so when we you, don't have. For yeah. example, if you eat an apple, uh-huh. your chemicals are going to react to that. And, and we, we work with it. Um, as an apocryphist, we, we look at it from the perspective of compound pharmacy where you, you take your particular a resonance of consciousness um, or, or cell types and structure. And we create a support system that's unique for you. What do you need that for? What do you need do you a unique get, system for? Uh, yeah, or, yes. Is it like, do you need, is your soul in need of healing or growth? Or why would you give somebody ah. food for so, their soul? Um, if you had to sprain your ankle, uh-huh. I wouldn't give you a neck brace to wear. So I'm going to give you specific enzymes, um, sp- specific natural remedies that bind that particular tissue. Okay. Do you know it's it? There, there, there. There's a new thing, and it's now medical as well, where you go, um, okay, we're not giving you one size fits all um, mm-hmm. uh, medication. We look at your DNA structure. You know, I'm just amazed that you could do it. From a soul perspective, you know. Absolutely. So, I mean, you, you look at the, the conifer family. You can get a, a, your typical Christmas tree. You can get your various pine families. Um, we even go down to the, the thistle. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, um, each, and each person is going to react differently to that. Mm-hmm. Um, because your makeup, um, is, is literally you, you are mm-hmm. creating with you. So you you are the common denominator. Your DNA is the common denominator. Mm. So if you're going to add to that, multiply, subtract, or divide, you're going to get dis-ease or ease or harmony or disharmony. And mm. so nature has the perfect solution. And in the, the end. The solution. Solution. I love Ooh. that. And in the end, of course, like you have, I, I do not know how many times you've used the word love today. So the ultimate answer then is love. Unfortunately, we have to leave it there for now. But um, Jackie, you've already been invited back. Uh, I look forward to the next <laughs> time we so speak to you. Thank you so much for sharing and for the opportunity to learn and grow. I think that's so important to do together. Ditto. From my side too. That's me for today. So, <laughs> Thank you so much. From me, Liesl Tom, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Cliffcentral.com.